Welcome to Create Shift, where we have conversations to encourage and inspire positive change. Hosted by me, Ellen Carr. And me, Kate Banks. Together we run The Good Space, a place for alternative learning and radical well-being. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Okay, this episode doesn't need a lot of introduction. We're talking about productivity. And if you are a listener to this podcast, I imagine you have a lot of thoughts on productivity, a lot of feelings about it, and they're probably not great. Um, Productivity is such a huge aspect of the society that we live in, and it's it's one of those things that that Kate and I believe you know both really need to change our attitude towards productivity and this you know it's it's kind of become the the one of the central things you know this this thing that we feel like we have to be producing all of the time it's one of the things that is really dehumanizing us and um making us kind of become more and more like machines you know like the I feel like the people who who advocate for for just this constant productivity would rather we were machines not humans so yeah this conversation is about a recent experience that Kate and I had um in terms of kind of how we came up against our own um inherited feelings and beliefs around productivity our own our own sort of societally conditioned beliefs and how we came up against those and the kind of conflict that might have come up there internally and uh, you know the experience we've had with with considering productivity differently relating to it differently and relating to work differently so yeah that's all I'm going to say I hope you find this inspiring supportive helpful for you please do get in touch and let us know your thoughts on productivity your experiences with it and we mentioned this at the end of the episode but just to mention here we do have our work magic course which is all about looking at our beliefs to around our work and and the inherited beliefs that, that aren't really serving us and how we can rewrite those and we rework work um to really serve us and bring us joy and the link to that is in the show notes so take a look if you'd like to join us on that course then then we'd love to have you okay hope you enjoyed the episode thank you for listening and we'll be back again soon productivity is what we wanted to talk about Kate let's go (laughs) so I was when you said about productivity I was kind of thinking about um was it last week or the week before when I was I did wrote two newsletters and it was quite interesting that one of them took me like I don't know, 20 minutes half an hour I just did it the other one took me all day and it's kind of this it's kind of interesting how my productivity is so variable on so many things and also what's always interesting is the sense of achievement against that productivity so if I do a task in 20 minutes I think, oh, well, I'll be able to do loads of other stuff now. It doesn't feel like I've done a good job. Whereas if I've spent a whole day trying to do something, even if I could have done it in 20 minutes, it naturally just feels more of an achievement to have spent a whole day slaving away at something. Mm. It's like that, what we allow to count. And I think it's partly, no, it's not partly, it's um, massively because uh, the standard 
um, way of thinking and being in our culture is to really highly value productivity and to value getting the most things done possible. Mm. And that's, you know, that's what we've, we, we've kind of been brought up to believe. So if we don't do that, we, we kind of either get called lazy or we call ourselves lazy. So I felt like there's kind of, you know, different types of people and, and some people, aren't naturally inclined to do loads and loads of things so we'll just self self uh identify as oh, i'm just a lazy person or people will call them lazy and that will give them you know, this like negative self image and like not helpful um or you might be the kind of person who really likes to please people and really thrives on achievement and be validation from external sources which definitely the category that I sort of fall into from, you know, loving getting gold stars at school and like always getting as the highest marks possible. And that's certainly what we're encouraged to be. Um, So you just kind of fill your to-do list with as many things as possible. And like, you feel good about yourself if you tick them all off and you feel bad if you haven't, and then you burn out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically a description of me as well. My, my life at work was always I'd do the job plus I'd have like four or five little pet projects as well I'd do all the extra stuff at lunch times or after work or yeah you know and it it was celebrated the fact that you did all the extra stuff that is what counted it's how much stuff you could fit in today it doesn't matter that none of it was a particularly high quality because you were either completely overwhelmed or stressed or burnt out by it or, you know, juggling the whole, like, myth of multitasking. That's uh, a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to put, I was an excellent multitasker on my CV, and I, I took it off. And I still see it, like, yeah, it's a whole other podcast, but you shouldn't, just don't ask people to do that. Um. So, yeah, let's save that for another time. But um, I was actually thinking this morning as well about... um. Uh, sort of an acquaintance I suppose um, someone who's in the in the theatre industry and uh, I saw them in in January I think it was for for the first time in like a sort of a few years um, and I kind of you know followed them on Facebook or whatever so I knew what they're up to and I, I knew that they were studying from an, an MA and uh, were also working I think two or three full-time jobs or something like running a couple of companies and stuff and I I was thinking this morning I was like I feel like the way that I spoke to them about this was was kind of incredulous like wow that's amazing you're doing all these things I was like I was kind of questioning was it because actually and then I still had that kind of sense of gosh it's amazing isn't it amazing that they can manage all of those things because I think yesterday they posted something about um, everything they'd done this quarter and how they'd successfully kept okay by doing their MA and doing all of these different things and and I was you know again like oh that's great amazing and I was like is it like do I really want to be um part of a society that that validates that that thinks that's incredible or do I want to be part of a society that thinks hey if you're taking time to study something isn't it amazing that you're giving yourself all of this space around that mm. or like and I'm not I don't want to judge anybody's choices and I know there are times when we can choose to be to be busier and that's okay 
so I guess I guess it's part of of that so but I guess it's I just want it to be mindful of myself and I guess what I'm saying is like I still do that I still kind of inadvertently praise people for their busyness yes and it it is definitely something that you know we value as a society to be more busy the the idea that you know we're doing our job or you know whatever we do for our work and we're improving that so we're doing some more courses or we're learning some more stuff and then you know we have got to still invest in our relationships and our family life and well let's make sure we're getting the next home or you know you might we need to get a better car or you know it's the constant push to do more and be more and at some point that all falls down because it comes to a natural point where you just can't do anything you know can't do any more on top of it and I know that I got to that point where especially after having children going back to work and the being told that you not only have to keep up with what you were doing before children like work as if you don't have kids but you have to do more because People are going to think you're lazy because you need to finish at three o'clock. It doesn't matter that I'm going to have my phone on Bluetooth in the car on the way home. I'll pick them up from nursery and I'll carry on working at home. That make that doesn't count for anything. Mm. I have to do more. And it's and I think it's really scary then when you start looking at the impact that has people on people's health yeah. to push and push and push. And this feeling that we are not enough. There is so much. Yeah off we are not enough anyway in society but to beat us with the stick of productivity as well yeah and like I mean yeah you just reminded me that like the Japanese have a word for death by overwork oh really I didn't know this yes we will look it up we'll put it in the show notes (laughs) there's a literal word for death by overwork yes because the Japanese sort of famously have a very toxic working culture um but you know there's those stories I remember this was so maybe 10 or so years ago now um, a story about a, a young, it was a British man, uh, I guess straight out of uni, and he was he was working at a, I think a law firm or something, as like a, um, you know, a starting, a graduate kind of job, and died because of the overworking. Oh my goodness! Because of the lack of sleep and the kind of intake mm. of caffeine or drugs or like I, mm. um, there was there was a story like that, and I mean. I used to I used to work a full time job and then and then do rehearsals for theatre shows from six till ten and like and then kind of do the admin and stuff for theatre shows at the weekend like for years and I just thought that was fine <laughs> you know and it's like productivity this whole idea of you've got to get the most out of the hours that you're doing work and you've got to work for this number of hours. I think it's really important to remember that that came in in the Industrial Revolution, this idea of like clocking in and clocking out and like getting the most out of your workers and stuff. It it came in in the Industrial Revolution. So it came in when machines started being more prevalent. and, And it really feels like if we continue down that route, we're moving towards like ideally we would all just be machines um which is completely stripping us of our humanity and our connection to ourselves and each other and and then the natural world it's all part of the problem of any of the problems yeah but, and it, it yeah, feels like we kind of we get through this 
you know, I know that I felt that a lot of my twenties was taken up by that. It was just mm. doing all the work, all the work, all the work. And then when I wasn't at work, there was, you know, other stuff to keep up with or, you know, doing up houses or, you know, that was our mm. kind of our thing. We were doing up houses at the time as well as working full-time jobs and, you know, still seeing friends and family and everything else. And it almost feels like that period of my life, I just slept walk through. It was, I lost all identity of myself because there was no pulling back to things that I enjoyed or there was, you know, the feeling of doing stuff because it was fun or I found it pleasurable or, you know, there was none of that, no connection mm. to nature because, you know, don't, don't go out in nature for a walk because it's actually quicker to go to the gym Mm. and do a high intensity workout there that someone's written down on a chart and there was kind of no connection to other people or to the natural world mm. it was just like do 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 one yeah. place to another and, and whatever, you know, as you say that being a machine whatever is measurable and achievable is yes. better so you can show you know tick I've done my gym workout like yeah. or like the gym tells you how long you've been there for or how many calories you've been or like you know everything and we measure everything mm. we're wearing things on our wrists that measure everything uh, like I do Duolingo you know the the language learning thing and I I used to get I've gotten a bit more into it by I get annoyed at the gamification of it and they're like oh don't lose your streak or like and I understand like you like practicing every day is good or whatever and I like, understand kind of the learning theory behind it but even that becomes this like it's better if you can show what you've done and your friends can see and you can share it on social media as an achievement what about the achievement of like lying down in the sun for two hours? Yeah, if what if that conversation was had with a friend in a cafe instead of on an app? Yeah. It doesn't count, does it? No, because you can't track that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to bring it back to sort of what you were saying when we started about the, when you were writing those newsletters and the conversation we had. So I remember it was when I had COVID and I was I was saying to you, like, oh, I've, you know, been reflecting that because I was sort of, you know, I wasn't really, really unwell with COVID. I was, I was kind of moderately unwell. It was unwell enough. But like I in the second week, definitely I was still, I was doing bits and pieces of work and I was like really prioritizing or doing much, much less. But actually, like I got some new work that week. I like, you know, things got done and I was reflecting that like I'm working a lot less. I'm doing way, way less things are still getting done that's interesting how can that you know maybe I can bring this back into my into my rev every day and and you were saying about the newsletter and you're like oh I've not done much today I've like written the newsletter and then I haven't been able to do anything else and I was like but you've written the newsletter and that goes out to you know how many people and I think that was maybe the day where it didn't take you long to do it um or something and uh you know, I was like, you've written a newsletter, that's really important. Like, it's this big part of our business and, you know, all these people read it and we're sharing our work and, you know, you don't know what that's going to lead to. And it was like that, what do you allow to count thing? Because you hadn't done five other things that day. Yes. Yeah. Or and it is. Had, you hadn't just sat there, like... <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like we talk a bit about this, you know, kind of alternative methods, um, alternative marks of success. I say it so often, alternative marks of success. So what are you allowing to count? So is it kind of how many words you write on the page or is it the connection you're making with people or the possibilities you're creating or, you know, the rest you're giving yourself? Because I think we've both found that, you know, over the last two weeks, 
you know, you've been ill with COVID, I've had kids at home, there hasn't been an awful lot of sitting down doing time, Mm -hmm. but actually we've still got stuff done Mm. and we've still had lots of conversations about future projects and work that we're doing at the moment and working out puzzles and all of that has got done, even though we haven't been spending that kind of face-to-face time or Mm. bummed on seats on laptops type time. Ticking things off and and it's that thing of like, you know, sometimes you, you feel like, just sort of blowing around for a day mm. and then suddenly you get inspired and you do half an hour of something and that's like half an hour of magic yeah uh, so it's just this I uh, this this um drive towards constant productivity is really not good we don't like it um so should we is there anything else we want to say on that Maybe not at the moment. I think I feel like there's probably some good resources we can share on this or maybe mm. another podcast or mm. maybe a masterclass. Maybe we'll have a chat to some people about it. Yeah, that might be nice. Yeah. And it definitely sort of links to our podcast recently that we put out about sort of pleasure and putting the things that feel good first. So do listen to that if you haven't heard that one yet. Um you know, we do also have Work Magic that is a course that really does dig into some of this stuff and about our beliefs around work and 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 how we can rewrite those and, and make them work better for us and that's of course that we're running we're going to run on a open space philosophy uh which we're going to do another podcast about what that is but basically what that means is once we get five people who are interested we'll run the course so we'll link to that you can have a look and if you're interested you can let us know and once we get five people we'll run it um but yeah as kate said maybe we'll do some master class or something like that um and as always you can take a look at our our coaching information if you feel like you want a little bit of support you know specifically maybe it's around productivity for you and kind of unhooking from that or something else to do with your work and the way that you work um we can definitely help you with that through our coaching so have a look at that and we'll be back again soon thank you for listening to create shift we hope you found it inspiring and supportive If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider taking a moment to leave us a review and a rating and to share the episode with a friend. For more from us and to sign up to our newsletter, head to thegood-space.com.